Now, there's an exciting new way to connect with your online friends all at the same time. It's called social conference calling. Use your phone or computer to start a discussion group or just a conversation. It's fun and it's free. Check it out at TalkShoe.com. That's T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E dot com. Welcome to Remember When Radio. Well, good evening. As I said before, my name is Lee Douglas, and I welcome to Remember When Radio. Uh, as you know, if you have been listening to any of my other shows, I do old-time rock and roll, which is a show based on all the beautiful, great music of the 1950s, 1960s, and early 70s. But this show is a little bit different. We're going to be doing radio broadcasts and music, and I think you're going to enjoy it. It's a little bit different than any other show on old-time radio on this network or any other network. So I think you're going to enjoy this. Tonight we're going to play a broadcast of the Baby Snooks show. Now, if anybody does not remember Baby Snooks, that was the creation of the great Fanny Bryce. Fanny Bryce was born in 1891 and she died in 1951 of a cerebral hemorrhage. She was of Jewish background and her her mother was not a saloon keeper but a real estate agent. Her father was a saloon keeper. Unlike the um, convoluted <laughs> uh, Funny Girl, which was a great movie by the way with Barbara Streisand, but it really didn't really didn't uh, go far enough in, in telling the real pain and torment of one of the greatest comedians in the world. And I mean greatest. There was This is before Phyllis Diller. This is before Toadie Fields. This was the greatest comedian of her time at any time. And what's even better is she was... She had the most beautiful singing voice. She could do almost any accent. But, of course, her Jewish and Russian accents were the best because she had so much to work from. Tonight, I'm presenting the most, I guess the, f the most famous uh, Baby Snooks. This is probably the funniest of all the Baby Snooks shows, and I'm, I figured that would be the greatest thing to start off with. After that, we're going to actually hear Fanny Bryce sing from one or two of her most beautiful Records. One of them is going to be a little beautiful, one's going to be a little silly, but you're going to hear the way she really sounded. And, you know, it is true, she had a, a very hard life, um, like all the rest of the stars of today, of, of today even. Uh, she had a wonderful professional life, very quick, 
she rose to the top, worked with Florence Ziegfeld for 14 years, but had a, just a miserable personal life like so many of them do. Right now, I want to present to you one of the most beloved characters of all radio time. Here is Baby Snooks. And Mummy Higgins, the little daily habits of your life partner will sometimes get on your nerves. That is the way it is with Mummy this morning. She's a little out of sorts, and she gives Daddy an annoyed glare as he sits at the breakfast table reading his newspaper and crunching his toast. Manslot. Huh? Every single morning you munch your toast and read your newspaper. Can't you do anything different? Different? Well, I could munch my newspaper and read my toast. <laughs> Very funny. Honestly, Lancelot, your manners in general are becoming deplorable. The way you embarrassed me last night at the Kunkels when they passed the taffy. Embarrassed you? Lancelot, if one doesn't like taffy, one throws it away. One doesn't wrap it in one's handkerchief. One does if one's bridge work is stuck in it. <laughs> Vera, why are you picking on me? Oh, it's these irritating things you do. Listen, you didn't mind my habits when you married me 20 years ago. In fact, as I remember, you were pretty happy when you snagged me away from little Lila May Cornwall. Lila May Cornwall, you're always throwing that woman's name up to me, and I'm getting sick of it. You should have married that stupid-faced Uzzy. Listen, Lila May was a sweet girl. Besides that, she had a beautiful face and a gorgeous figure. Well, then why did you marry me? Because you were different. <laughs> there, there was something different about you that I... Well, I know very well what you mean. You think you'd been better off if you'd have married Lila May. That's not true. Our marriage has been wonderful. Well, you're not happy. I've never been happier in my life. <laughs> Served you right if you had married that southern hussy. She probably turned out to be a nag. She always did have a mean streak in her. Mean streak? That's not true. Don't you remember when her father had his leg broken? She went to work and supported him? Well, why not? She was the one that broke it. <laughs> you know very well it was an accident that she tripped him. That's right. Go ahead and defend her. All you've ever done since we've been married is to hold her up as an example of what a wife should be. Well, she probably could set an example for you. At least she'd have been twice as understanding as you are. Oh, I'm going to word. Goodbye. Hmm. Well, that does it. I'm going to blow up Lancelot's illusion about that woman once and for all. And I know just how to do it. She's probably fat and homely by now. Yes. Yes, Lila May Cornwell is going to be invited here for a little visit. <laughs> Daddy, this is fun. You never took me to a railroad station before. Yeah, yeah. Let's sit over here where we'll be able to see Miss Cornwall's train arrive. Why is she coming to visit us, Daddy? Oh, because of a silly plan your mother has in mind. She hopes Lila May will have developed into a sharp-tongued hag. And that'll make me keep my mouth shut about her from now on. Oh, I can see right through your mother. Oh, gee, maybe she ought to wear a petticoat. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. Your mother shouldn't do a thing like this. It's ridiculous. Your mother loves me. Yeah, that is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's a ridiculous thing asking Lila May here for a visit. 
just to show her up to me. After all, I love you, Mother. Did you almost marry Lila May instead of Mommy Daddy? Yes. Did you? Ah, it's a long story. I want to hear the story. <laughs> I want to hear it, Dad. Well, all right. This time before Lila's train comes in. Ah, Snooks, this goes back to when your daddy was a young and handsome man. Boy, this goes back a big, long way, doesn't it? Never mind, I was the most dashing bachelor in Birmingham. In fact, on Sundays, I'd put on my long pinstripe coat and top hat. Mm -hmm. And when I walked along the street, all the girls would turn and look at me. It was obvious. Why? Yes. You forgot your pants. <laughs> Stop interrupting. So being handsomer than any young swain in town, it was natural that I was after Lila Mae, who was the prettiest girl. And believe me, I was courting her with gusto. Who did she look... The, uh, who did she like? Did she look better than... Who did she look better than who? Balled up in the light. <laughs> who did she like better? <laughs> like better? Yeah, who did she like better? You or Gusto? <laughs> oh, stop with those silly interruptions. One night at a masquerade party... Well, it was given for a new girl who had just moved into town. Uh-huh. That girl was going to be your mother. Already? Oh. <laughs> ah, I'll never forget it. I was standing by the punch bowl drinking a glass of punch when the time came to unmask. The moment I saw your mother's face, something happened inside of me. You got sick to your stomach? Yeah. No, no. Your mother was very attractive. As I offered her a glass of punch, a little voice inside me said... That is the woman for you. Who was the little boy? It wasn't anybody. Maybe it was Augusto. <laughs> the voice didn't belong to any person. It was just an imaginary voice that I thought I heard. You heard an imaginary voice? Yes. <laughs> now, is there anything else you want to know? Yeah. What was in that punch? Oh. <laughs> the point is that I felt I was in love with your mother. Uh-huh. However, I wanted to make sure, so I went out with Lila May, too. Yeah. Well, those two women practically fought over me. Each of them wanted to marry me more than anything else. And small wonder. Yeah, because you, you were the handsomer than any young swine in town. <laughs> that's swain. Well, that's about the whole story. Your mother got me and Lila didn't. It was just a case of luck. Yeah, Lila May was lucky all that time. Oh, is that so, smarty? Anyway, I've been a very good husband to your mother, and we've been very happy. Yeah. Why, certainly. I've given your mother affection, a nice home, nice clothes to wear, and in return, she's given me children. Boy, what a dirty end of the deal I got. <laughs> oh, come on, let's go out on the station platform. Lila's about due. All right, Daddy. Oh, boy. Look at all our trains, Daddy. Is that Lila's train over there? No, no, that's a mail train. How can you tell? <laughs> Don't be silly. There's different kinds of trains. That one's for mail. That one over there is for baggage. And that one there is a milk train. A milk train? Yes. <laughs> Let's milk it. 
Don't be absurd. I don't want to milk the cream. Now, stop it. Daddy. Now, let me find... Say, isn't that the super chief over there? Yeah, that is Lila Strange. Come on. Daddy, you think I'm a nervous Well, who wouldn't be meeting an old girlfriend I haven't seen for 25 years? Well, what do you look like, Daddy? Oh, I'm afraid very much like your mother expects. Lila always did have a tendency to be plump. She's probably spread all over the place by now. <laughs> now just look for an old hen. Lancelot! Oh, Lancelot! Ooh, I'm over here! That's Lila's voice. Oh, there she is at the other end of the platform. Holy mackerel! <laughs> yeah, and your hen turned out to be a chicken. <laughs> Yeah, look at those drumsticks. <laughs> Snokes, I think your mother is going to be in for a big surprise. <laughs> Just sit down and make yourself at home, Lila. Vera should be back any minute. Oh, Lancelot, I'm so happy to see you again after all these years. You know, you're just as handsome as ever. <laughs> oh, Lila, you'd say so even if you didn't think so Yeah, and he'd think so even if you didn't say so Strokes Oh, don't scold the lion's lot She's shown up as the darnest little girl I sure not is <laughs> That'll do, Snokes Oh, Lila, talking to you again brings back old memories we really did some crazy things together, didn't we? Oh, yes. Remember that party when you drank the champagne out of my slipper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember how I choked? <laughs> You'd left the blue jay corn plaster in there. <laughs> oh, Lancelot, your laugh is just the same as it used to be years ago. Your teeth even flash the same way. <laughs> same flash. Different teeth. Snooks, why don't you run outside and play? I don't want to go outside and play. Then just be quiet. Ah, yes, Lila. Those parties were really something. Oh, I'll say. Remember that joke we always used to tell together? Oh, what was that? Well, I'd say, Lion's Lot, I just love Southern Chitlin's. Oh, yeah. And I'd say boy chitlins or girl chitlins. <laughs> I think I'll go outside and play. Anyway, run along. Goodbye, Daddy. Goodbye, Miss Cornball. That's Cornwall. Run along. Oh, some kid that is, Lilith. Annoying, but I love her. Yeah, yes. You seem to be very happily married, Lancelot. Oh, I am. But uh, tell me about yourself, Lila. Did you ever get married? No, I didn't, Lancelot. <sighs> I guess I should have married you when I had the chance. You were such a romantic man. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time in school? You had me meet you one night behind the handball court. Oh, how bright and clear the moon shone down on the court. And there we were. Do you remember Lancelot? How could I forget? 
I beat you 21 to 7. I don't mean that. You you kissed me for the first time. Uh, Lila, uh, you're standing awful close. I, uh... The kiss was a little bit like this. Uh, Lila. <laughs> oh. That was just for old times' sake. Well, now I'll run along upstairs and unpack. See you later, cone pole. Hmm. Oh, Daddy. Huh? Snooks, how long have you been standing there? Did you, did you, did you see... Uh, Some uh, kissing, huh? Cone Snooks, th- th- this was all a mistake. I bet that's what Mommy will say when I tell her. Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, say, Snooks. Yes, Mr. Wilson? I see you have a most attractive house guest. That's Lila May, but she ain't a house guest. She's Daddy's old girlfriend. Your Daddy's old girlfriend? Mm Mm-hmm. That must be nice for your mommy. Oh, it's nice for my daddy, too. Mommy says Lila May's the girl my daddy should have married. Uh-oh, I think your daddy's in trouble. Uh-oh, I think you're right. <laughs> now, look, Snooks, there must be something I can do to help your daddy out of this tight spot. This calls for action. Yeah, let's give him a thumb. <laughs> you mean he's suffering acid indigestion? <laughs> Mommy Higgins. She invited Daddy's old flame, Lila May Cornwall, for a visit, figuring Lila would be fat and homely by now. Ah, but Lila turned out to still be quite an eyeful, and now Mommy is really unhappy. Then to make matters worse, Snooks walked in on Daddy receiving a friendly kiss from Lila. Well, here's a worried Daddy working on Snooks a short time later. Snooks, listen to me. I'm listening. How about that kiss? Don't you see, sometimes something you see isn't what you saw at all, but only what you thought you saw. And what you thought you saw, you really didn't see because you're only seeing what you thought you saw. Do you understand? Do you? (laughs) Certainly. Well, maybe I could explain it better. What I mean is, uh, uh, well, for instance, did you think I was kissing Miss Cornwall? Yeah. Who do you think you were kissing? (laughs) That's not what I mean. The point is that you're wrong. You see, I wasn't kissing her. She was kissing me. There's a big difference. Now do you understand? Yeah. Say, Daddy, I wasn't in school today. What? Did you play hooky again? Oh, no. I was around. The school never showed up. (laughs) Very funny. But it's not the same at all. Miss Cornwall kissed me because... Well, because she hadn't seen me in years. And once she used to feel that way about me. What way? The way your mommy feels about me. You mean Miss Cornwall couldn't stand heat? Oh, stop. Your mommy loves me and I love your mommy. Why, we're crazy about each other. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And you drove each other that way, huh? <laughs> Quiet. The point is, we do love each other. And you're seeing Miss Cornwall give me that... Harmless, friendly kiss could start trouble between us. Oh, I see. You don't want me to snitch on you. Oh, don't be silly. I just think it would be better for all concerned if you kept your mouth closed. 
Why? I just told you why. Who have we been talking about? Who'd misunderstand the whole thing? Who'd get wild with anger at me? Who, in her stupid rage, might do something to wreck our entire lives? Who, out of her mind with jealousy, might resort to some desperate measure? Who, I'm asking you, who? <laughs> who are you calling about? It ain't me. Of course it ain't. I mean, it isn't. It's mummy. Now are you going to keep your mouth closed about that kiss? Yeah. What do you give me if I do? Good heavens. Now you've become a blackmailer. All right, here's a dime. Will that keep your mouth closed? Well, it's still open and a little on one side. Very well. Here's a quarter. Yeah, that closed it up all right. Good. Then it's settled. Daddy. Yes? I can still talk through my nose. Yes? Sorry, but that's how it is. All right. How much will it take to keep your nose closed? One or two nostrils. Oh, what's the difference? Well, if you only take one, the nose could still leak out. I'll take them both. How much? Well, my left nostril is a quarter, and my right one is 35 cents. Well, why is the right one more expensive than the left one? It ain't stuffed up. Oh, fine. Well, now I trust you are satisfactorily bought off. And you'll not breathe a word of any of this to your mummy? No, Daddy, I won't. All right, then. Beat it. Goodbye, Daddy. Oh, hello, Snooks. What are you doing in the kitchen? Oh, just sniffing around, Mummy. Oh, you sure you're being a good girl? Oh, sure. I'm being so good, I may even sprout wings like a little bit of angel. Well, that's a sweet thought. Yeah, then I'll be able to fly around and drop rocks on people's heads. Oh, fine. Well, I've got to attend to that fancy dinner we're having for that, for that friend of ours, Lila Mae Cornwall. I think I'll take a look at those five squabs I have in the oven. Oh, the five squabs are fine, Mommy. I just looked at them. They're fine. All four of them. <laughs> now, I know I better look at them. I think I'll go and play with Harvey Kunkel next door. Just a minute. You stay right where you are, young lady. Now, let me see. One, two, three, four. Snooks, what happened to that fifth squab? I don't know. Maybe he ran off. Ran off? And what's the gravy doing on your chin? There's gravy on my chin? Yes. The nerve of that squab. <laughs> Why, he must have run across my face making his getaway. <laughs> Snooks, we're going to have no more of this fibbing. Now, you're going to be punished for this and good. No money for movies on Saturday and no allowance for candy. I don't care. I got 60 cents, see? Why, Snooks, where did you get all that money? From Daddy for keeping a secret from you. <laughs> keeping a secret from me? You tell me what it is this minute. Do you hear me? This very minute. No. I took 60 cents from Daddy... And I won't break my promise. All right, I'll give you 60 cents, too. I won't. 70 cents. Nope, nope, nope. All right, a whole dollar. Mommy, are you forgetting my promise? No. Well, I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Now, let's hear the bad news. What did he do? Well, I saw him and Miss Cornwall kissing and... Kissing? Oh, but it wasn't his fault. Oh, he what was all right. Done. He was what kissing. a fool I was. I invited that woman here. Imagine, I'm practically asking that woman to break up my home. Oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Well, you could pay up that dollar you owe me. <laughs> oh, what a fool I was. Oh, what a fool. Gee, she seems upset about something. <laughs> Vera, where's Lila? She left. She was called home suddenly. Oh, really? Who called her? I did. Huh? Yes, I really did it for you, though, Lancelot. I know how tired you are when you get home from work at night, and then to have to kiss the boat of us. Kiss the boat? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Snooks's nose must have leaked. <laughs> Look, uh, Vera, I can explain the whole thing. And I don't want to hear it. Do you hear me? I'm through. Take that. <laughs> Vera, tell me something. What? Before our marriage, did you ever box professionally? Oh, Lancelot Higgins, get out of my sight. Kunkel, forget about our being neighbors. All I want now is your opinion as a lawyer. I think my wife's leaving me. What do I do? Well, my experience tells me that she'll undoubtedly change her mind and stay. Therefore, there's only one thing to do in the meanwhile. What's that? Celebrate while the news is still good. <laughs> oh, stop being funny. I happen to love my wife, and I think she's serious. Look, Kunkel, how can I get her to listen to reason? Well, a kid can always bring two parents together. Why don't you get Snooks to help you work on Vera's emotions? Snooks? Why, that little monster's the cause of all this. Oh, you just don't know how to handle her. You should apply psychology. That's what I do with my son, Harvey. He's got a good little mind, and I appeal to it. But what if it doesn't work when you appeal to his mind? Well, then I still apply psychology. Only a little bit harder and a little bit further down. <laughs> He's got a good little bottom, too. Oh, uh, nothing ever seems to work with Snooks. Why did I ever have children anyway? Oh, come now, Higgins. All of us sooner or later get the urge to have little ones running around the house. If I ever get that urge again, I'm going out and buy some mice. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Higgins. There must be some way of appealing to Snow. Wait, there is. The kid's on a big money kick right now. I'll offer her a dollar to help me get Vera back again. See you later, Uncle. Uh, good luck, Higgins. <laughs> Snooks. Let's go in and don't forget what we rehearsed. Now, pour it on. I will, Daddy. Oh, Vera. Vera. Leave me alone, dear. I never want to see you again. But I just came to say goodbye to you and Snooks. That's all. Goodbye? Yes. I'm going. As you want me to. Oh, Daddy. Don't go. Don't leave me. I need you. Mommy, don't let my daddy go. Well, I... Uh, I She's uh... weakening, Snooks. Keep it up. Oh, Mommy, don't let daddy go. A child needs a father. I will grow up wild with no father to guide me, to keep me from playing hooky, to make me do what's right, to... to... Say, why don't we let him go? Oh, yeah. Please, 
Please, Mommy. I love Daddy. And you love Daddy. And even Daddy loves Daddy. Oh, brother. No, Daddy. Oh, Vera. Let's stop being silly. Let's kiss and make up. Well, I... Oh, come on, darling. All right, Lancelot. All right, dear. Oh, hello, Snooks. The old money I got for getting Mommy to take my daddy back. Wow, two dollars. Say, you drive a hard bargain. Your daddy told me he was only going to give you one dollar. He did. The other one's for Mommy. Mommy? What for? For getting Daddy to come around to be taken back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was Fanny Bryce with Hanley Stafford as Daddy. Uh, you know, I love some of the names they came up with. Uh, his name was Lancelot, and uh, Baby Snooks's brother was named Robespierre. I can't, when I was a kid, I thought it was the dog. Anyway, uh, that was Fanny Bryce, and that was the old flame. Right now, I want to play for you Fanny Bryce, as she really sounded. And I'm going to do the song, one of the songs from... That was from the movie Funny Girl, which they took, of course, from the original. This is called I'd Rather Be Blue, but this is Fanny Bryce. Fanny Bryce. 
By the way, I, I do wish to apologize for some of the sound quality. You have to realize. Now, whereas Fanny Bryce's show Baby Snooks was done, this one was done in 1944, this record, I'd Rather Be Blue, is 86 years old. It was done in 1922. So, <laughs> take a guess. This is old stuff, folks, but very, very rare and very, very... I'm very, very glad to be able to present it to you. Right now, I'm going to do one more song with Fanny. And this is her version of My Man. But there's one thing that I've got It's my man Cold and wet, tired, you bet But all that I soon forget With my man He's not much for looks And no hero out of books Is my man or three girls has he that he likes as well as me but I love him I don't know why I should he isn't good he isn't true he beats me too what can I do oh my god I love him so He'll never know All my life he's just despair But I don't care When he takes me in his arms The world is bright All right and what's the difference if I say I'll go away when I know I'll come back on my knees someday? Oh, whatever my man is. I am here for 
right, that was Fanny Bryce with My Man. Now, we have a little bit of extra here, and uh, this is a, a short excerpt to show you the inventiveness, if you will, of W.C. Fields. This is a very short, I think it's about mm, three and a half minutes or so. This is, uh, I want you to listen in the background, because with W.C. Fields is uh, Don Amici, famed actor, and uh, he was at that time, he was working, I guess, with W.C. Fields as the announcer on the show, and a little bit later on, uh, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy show up, but I want you to listen very carefully, because you'll notice that Don Amici is literally hysterical, because Fields like Jackie Gleason and some other uh, stars of that era, did not, uh, <laughs> I guess the best way to put it, they didn't rehearse, and they just knew they had lines to do, and then Fields, just like some of the other comedians, just filled it in as, and, and went along as, as uh, things went on. So here you have, in the next few minutes, here is W.C. Fields with Don Amici, Edgar Bergen, and Charlie McCarthy. Fine. Pull yourself together. Now. What is this sound hey. I hear? Bill, Bill. Uh, suffering from swollen thighs. <laughs> Sitting down too much, I suppose. They made a mistake and brought me camper balls instead. Did you swallow them? Yeah, and every time I sneeze, dozens of moths fly out. <laughs> what? Yeah, a covey of moths closely followed by a bevy of silverfish. A bevy? Flying in V formation. <laughs> Light fly on the wing. Hey, Bill. Here's a B- sign Bill, of now look. Wait a minute. Well, the little Bill, children... Bill, now look. Hold it. Now hold everything. Please, Bill, let's cut out the poetry. Nobody wants to hear anything about moths. Moths in the flame? No. <laughs> Don't you remember Maeterlinck's poem about the moth? Oh, now, Bill, Maeterlinck wrote about bluebirds. Uh, practically the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it is. Anyway, you shouldn't sleep with your mouth open. I don't. I sleep with my mouth closed. They crawl in through the nostrils. <laughs> well, that gives them more room. You do anything about it? Yeah, I usually drink a couple of glasses of flip before retiring. <laughs> and does that kill the moth? Doesn't help them, any. <laughs> I'm usually awake all night. There's one consolation, though. The moth suffers as much as I do. <laughs> I feel them flying around in my stomach, screaming with pain. <laughs> oh, good evening, Mr. Fields. Oh, uh, hello, Werner. Where's your orchestra? But, no, that, that's Edgar Bergen. Oh, yes, yes, I know. Don't tell me. Hello, Edwin. Edgar. Don't prop me. I know. <laughs> Mr. Fields, Charlie wants to say something to you. Yes. Oh. Hello, Mr. Fields. Hello, blood poison. <laughs> And now, do you feel sorry that you said I was full of termites? 
I guess I do. I guess I do. I really haven't had time to give it much thought. You know, Charlie really loved you, Mr. Fields. Yes, I do. But I don't think Mr. Fields loves me. Now, listen, that's gone far enough. <laughs> I've been a gentleman up to now. <laughs> What's the matter, Bill? Well, he's not going to tell me I don't love him. I'll break every knot in his body. <laughs> All right, there you have it. W.C. Fields, Donna Michi, Edgar Bergen, Charlie McCarthy. Next week on Remember When Radio, we're going to play for you. The Lone Ranger, starring Brace Beamer and Chief Thundercloud. And I think you're going to enjoy that. We'll also take out a piece of music way, way, way back in the 1940s. And uh, a few other surprises as we go along. Please feel free to uh, go to our website, www.oldtimernr.com, and give us a comment. Give us a request for a radio show. If we can get it, we will. I have a great deal of them which uh, on my in my library, and uh, you never know. I might have it for you. So if not, we'll see you next week. Please listen to Old Time Rock and Roll and Only One Man's Opinion. Uh, it's on that first page. You'll see everything there is to see. So until next week, this is Lee Douglas. Have a wonderful week. That's a wrap. Now, there's an exciting new way to connect with your online friends all at the same time. It's called social conference calling. Use your phone or computer to start a discussion group or just a conversation. It's fun and it's free. Check it out at TalkShoe.com. That's T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E dot com.